10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Fuel community. My name is Wack Wack Attack. Today is March 8th. And we've actually got a quick episode for you today, like an actually legitimately quick episode. So um, we're going to start with this post that uh, Dondo made in the uh, Rocket Pool forum and the DAO forum. And um, it's a continuation of this old thread that was a proposal to fund bankless sponsorships. So this was like, you know, a mega thread that um, started last May. And, um, you know, we led with, uh, ended with um, the... Um, Rocket Pool being one of the sponsors for Bankless. So Dondo initially made that thread as well and um, had um, information on, you know, how much it would cost. And we had um, people posted links in there and links, um, um, like lots of ideas and links in there. And I think it was uh, really, really good. Um, and then what happened is, um, you know, the, the thread went quiet after a while because we obviously had enough people um we got we got bankless to ad, we got to advertise on bankless which was really great so um yesterday um after like seven months dondo made another post in that thread saying bumping this thread to raise the question what kind of marketing campaign can we run to raise awareness of rocket pool among solo stakers specifically as it relates to migrating post shanghai um and then uh, like a link so then the, he asked three questions. Uh, one of Superfizz, is ETH Staker open to a sponsored campaigns for something like this? Two, Trustless Slate, that's um, David Hoffman from Bankless. Are there any Bankless packages that would be a good fit to Rocket, for Rocket Pool to specifically target solo stakers? I assume it would be a blitz. And then three, for Buddha, uh, what would a campaign on Beacon Chain look like? And does anyone have any other ideas? So I responded by saying I'm extremely supportive of having some kind of advertising campaign targeting solo stakers in the lead up to Shanghai. So let's talk about these three ideas um, and what they might look like. So first of all, um, each staker, I think, would be the best um, audience for us to have this kind of campaign towards. Um, the problem with each staker is that... Um, Fizz is a purist and I totally, you know, respect that and acknowledge that. And I don't think um, he would be open to um, having us advertise to solo stakers with the idea of them not being solo stakers anymore. So um, that is my only uh, concern with that. Um, with uh, Bankless, I really like those little like quick intros they have for the episodes now and um, where they have like an ad before the ads where Ryan and um, uh, David are just talking about what like the ad ad company is. If we can get something like that where they talk about how much more profitable um, Rocket Pool staking is compared to solo staking, then um, that I think would be a really good idea. And then um, with Beacon Chain, like we know that a lot of solo stakers look at Beacon Chain to monitor their performance. I'm I'm not sure what it, like other than having uh, like pop ups or some kind of like banner ad. I don't know what would work there. And it's th of those three, it's the one that I'm least supportive of. But um, maybe there's some method that I'm overlooking that might make it worthwhile. But um, Superfizz is um, and well not Superfizz, but like using. Um, 
each staker platform I think would be the best because it's the most targeted then um, bankless after that and then uh, uh, beacon chain after that but that's just my ideas of course you know I'm willing to be persuaded to see if there's any differences of opinion um, that then there was a conversation in the in the discord that came up so L uh, 3.0 um, had this idea of you know trying to attract solo stakers their numbers were wrong but the idea was there Jasco I think um, said we need ads everywhere billboards we missed <coughs> during the Super Bowl um, Ethan was a good promotion um, what other ways to reach this target group and then he said how is Lido so efficient and Waldorf later gives information that Lido spends between 3 and 22 million dollars a month on advertising and paying influencers etc Buddha says they pay influencers, they have multi-chain pro protocol and check their marketing budget. Um, so this idea, you know, was that we try to attract um, um, people from other staking services that are already there, like Coinbase, Lido, etc. But also attract solo stakers, which I think um, would be fantastic. So this discussion went on in um, trading for quite a while. People were talking about like how we should get ads out ahead of Shanghai and Atlas to get a head start. So the ideal situation would be from April 1st, we have a month long campaign. Um, you know, that covers the period before Shanghai and after Shanghai and includes the period of Atlas in there too. Um, we could have like a, you know, 30 minute, a 30 second little uh, blurb or like a punchline basically that could um, really drive the message home about just how much more profitable uh, solo staking, uh, sorry, uh, staking with the rocket pool is than solo staking slash other uh, services. Um, so people were like talking about this. Um, Freeborn, who works with Lido, who's Izzy, um, said that um, said that um, uh, about seven to ten percent of all stake is solo staking. Nostro says I would guess a bit high, higher, but no one can know for sure. And then um, people just like kind of saying, like Waldorf was saying, be careful about uh, trying to interpret this data because there's lots of question marks. Um, so I I then came into trading a little while later. Um, and said that um, we need to build a specific narrative um, and that narrative should be the following. So let me just read out my post. I said, I think the narrative focus for attracting solo stakers should be that they convert their 32 ETH into three LEB8s, which is 24 ETH, and then buy ETH of RPL. And then that together will lift 72 ETH, R ETH with that. So their 32 ETH will then become 96 ETH worth of uh, decentralization on the beacon chain and they also have our uh, 8 ETH of RPL which is just a tiny bit more than the minimum that they can have but it translates really nicely into um, having three mini pools and the RPL needed for collateral and um, not they're not actually losing out on uh, decentralization because what will happen is they'll actually be lifting um, 92 96 ETH worth of um, ETH on the beacon chain in more than their 32 ETH that they have now. So not only do we tell them that it's more attractive, but we tell them that it is um, more in terms of um, decentralization as well. Because they trust themselves, right? Like if you are running a node as a solo staker, staker you trust yourself to... <coughs> 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 Excuse me. 
you trust yourself to be providing um, decentralization so that you would still be providing that same decentralization after uh, after atlas and shanghai so i think um, that idea got some good feedback uh, Valdov said that certainly works it would get them to 33 percent collateralized which isn't too much higher too and he said good story and then Chifrin says what are the eth rewards difference here you still get 6.5 percent more eth rewards um and then i'll say we need someone to crunch the numbers um yeah so um that i think would be a really winning strategy um i know that you know solar stakers people who've been staking for a long time will not want to sell any of their uh, eth and that makes total sense you know those are the people who have this idea that you know i've got 32 eth that's their goal that's their target and that's what they want to hold on to and if they're still holding on to that it'll be difficult to get them to sell some of their eth for rpl however um that would i think be extremely um extremely positive so yeah let's uh let's see how the idea develops um yeah this, that shifrin literally just now just said i would say that there are a bunch of solo seekers that don't want to hold a token they don't know anything about rpl so that that's the that's the exact point that i just mentioned as well so we need to um we need to try to figure out what that would look like okay so moving on we have this news that came in uh, well uh, we hit a um, quorum on our two uh, open votes that we had on the the uh, snapshot votes so let's have a look at the two votes now that they've both passed um well they will pass because one's at 99.29 percent and the other one obviously just hit his the hit quorum as well so um our pip 10 update so this has yearly elections how vacancies are filled um imc election must kick off um management committees may optionally add a backup team signer and remove the line about pdao overview of, of um the mc membership not very clear what it means and less important with the schedule and then uh, read the full rpip change here all the changes here and then uh, you can discuss it in the forum thread as well so this vote now has passed it has reached quorum it is extremely unlikely that anyone will vote with that size in order to um override the override the vote uh, the big vote that was left was um joe and he was able to vote last night so that has now reached quorum with um with the gmc membership selection so this there were four new members being added to the gmc because of um expanding the gmc by two more seats and then cal leaving and invis resigning so um you know on the forum you can read <coughs> nominee statements supplementary nominee metrics and discussion including questions for nominees so like i said this has reached quorum now and i think this is pretty much decided also um, unless some big unless some big changes happen so the people that are added to the gmc will be fornax almost definitely for sure um Schifrin, almost definitely for sure um, with kevster and dondo um there's a chance that one of them might get caught by rpl maxi but i think it's very unlikely that that will happen and this will most likely be our final slate so we'll have fornax Schifrin, kevster and dondo will be the four new people added to the gmc with rpl maxi uh, anisoptera and underwood uh, missing out so that was that was uh, really great and i'm sure all of those people will be um, fantastic on the gmc so good stuff 
okay, next we had this, um, like I talked about yesterday's rocket fuel about how uh, the dusting attack uh, was over because the 28 days was done. And of course, the stake on behalf of feature was removed from um was removed from being accessible so um we started to see some big withdrawals happening of rpl yesterday however there's no evidence that this rpl has been sold so um marco barco and patricio warthalter um, have uh four um nodes that they run together i think maybe even five so we saw that there was 100,000 rpl removed from each of those so number one number two number three number four yeah so there's 400,000 rpl was removed from um excess stake from those four nodes um i don't know if they're going to use those 400,000 rpl to start more mini pools um that would make sense but um, i'm not sure what's going to happen with that but all i know is that that rpl has not been sold and definitely not been sold on the open market because it would totally crash the market but um <coughs> but um it's um it's there now which is which is really cool to see and then uh, we also um had uh, some more um withdrawals here so zero uh, xbfa um withdrew 16,500 rpl as well and like i said there's no evidence that, that has been sold either so um, there have been some big withdrawals happening it makes sense that people are removing their excess stake because they want to make it um they don't want it to get stuck again somehow um, so i totally understand that um, i think most of this rpl might be um, either some of it sold for more mini pools or uh, will be staked again but I, I obviously can't know for sure i'm just speculating so that has happened um and yeah um i think there were ideas going around about what caused the price to dump recently and one of the ideas was that there was a fear of um, a lot of selling coming from people who were dusted but then were undusted. Um, the price was below the point where the dusting occurred. So it makes sense that there would be not much more selling because of that. But um, hey, you never know how these things work out. So um, I think people were just being cautious. So next we have this news from Eatstaker who says that the Chappella fork withdrawals goes live on Gurley on <coughs> Tuesday, May, May, Tuesday, March 14th um, at 10.25pm um, um, uh, uh, UTC. So that will be very early. Oh yeah, it'll be um, earlier for US time zones. That's actually a pretty good time zone um, for for europe and for the us so each staker said they will live stream it uh, to update you on the latest progress on the main fork a recap of what stakers need to do to prepare and watch the fork happen in real time so i can give you a little bit of a spoiler there of what stakers need to do so if you are on um, goalie and you are running um if you're like if you have a validator on there then you'll just need to update your validator to the latest software system um, i believe all the uh, execution and, and consensus their clients either have their updates out or the updates will be coming out very soon that will include um, girly stuff so um, otherwise you don't need to do anything if you are just a holder or uh, um, if you're just a holder or uh, uh, like you know if you just have eth or whatever else like you don't need to do anything um, and then yeah um, eth stakers is, is it even an ethereum fork without a um, eth staker live stream 
and says, uh, note the stream goes live one hour before the fork to give all of us time to get our heads on straight and oriented before the fork happens. So of course, during the last uh, live stream for um, Sepolia, um, there were lots of technical issues and it didn't work very well. So it was a bit of a fail. The live stream was a fail. The fork itself was a huge success. And um, hopefully that won't happen again. But that was because a lot of people from East Staker were traveling and they didn't have the usual setups and it made things really difficult for them. So, yeah. Okay, and finally, we have this little bit of news that's um, about um, a Twitter space. So this is a Twitter space hosted by Exponential DeFi is announced. Rocket Pool will be a speaker and the Twitter space will be about LSTs, RETH, and how they lead the change in decentralizing staking power. It's set for March 15th at 5 p.m. Eastern time. I think that's going to be at the exact time of the ETH staker, um, the ETH staker, um, uh, live stream so that might divide the audience a little bit uh, but it says um, join us at rocket pool on march 15th at 5 oh march 15th at 5 p.m sorry uh, not 14th so yeah there's no clash there um sorry about that um talk about uh, lsds and stuff and you can set your reminder and then you can also claim an nft which is really nice so i i think it might be that langas is on there but we're not sure um and then maybe maverick or maybe just langas so yeah put that in your calendar if you want to listen to that with um exponential DeFi and um, get that information from them um, i'm just going to spend a couple of minutes talking about some of the cool swag that i got at denver so um, i'm going to show it off to all of you guys so this is just a percentage of it so i got um a rocket pool intern sticker and um, Kev was kind enough to make these rocket fuel supporter stickers um, that I was giving out to people who came to see me. I got this true BSD shirt with the magic internet money, um, which I really like because that was the first ad that ever went live on um, on Reddit, I think. Uh, first crypto ad ever. And then this is a chain link t-shirt that you can see. Um, it's really nice. Um, I really like this artwork by Opolis that they did. Um, as you can see, it's like a stained glass kind of thing going on. And that's really nice. Um, you might see me on the stream one of these days wearing this, um, wearing this hoodie from Stakewise. Um, it's a really nice design and uh, the artwork is beautiful. So you might see that <laughs> me wearing that on Rocket Fuel. <laughs> <coughs> which I think will be kind of funny if I'm wearing Stakewise stuff on the Rocket Pool show. Um, here is a t-shirt for the EVM Mavericks, um, of which I am a Maverick, so I really love that t-shirt. Uh, thank you for the, um, the EVM people for getting that prepared. Here's a Rocket Pool shirt um, that has a design on the back as well. It's a really lovely t-shirt. Um, I think Joe has a whole bunch of extra ones of those, so reach out to him if you want one. He said he'll send it to you if you pay for shipping. Here's a cult now t-shirt because, you know, I'm I'm in the cult now. So it says the first rule of cult is you talk about the cult, um, which is nice. And here is another Stakewise t-shirt, this time not a hoodie. So Brave New World, Stakewise, like going into the into the stake, which is a lovely t-shirt as well. This one is one of my faves. Uh, it's Arrow Air um, and it says open source. This is Thomas G's company. Um, really cool. I really like the artwork on this one that is uh, uh, ETH giveth, give ETH. Um, it's, it's a really nice uh, idea of a company and um, yeah, that's cool. 
I have this one from ETH Denver, which is just a Buffy corn doing like a Hadouken or some kind of like thing. It's a nice t-shirt. Um, I have, this is not really swag because I paid for it. It's my Buffy corn uh, onesie. So I will never ever wear that again in my life ever again. Um, and then I can show off some of the other things that I got. So here I got a ZK Sync era badge with a spork and their little cat thing. Um, I got some nice stickers from uh, Powap. Um, that's an ETH Denver sticker. And then here's a solo uh, Stakewise sticker as well. And um, that's my Relook card that has my Powap. You met Whack in 23. Um, here's a Rocket Pool sticker with a lesbian cow. Um, a little Powap badge. Um, and another one, nicer one, bigger one, which is really nice. Um, I really like this artwork from the graph. It's like shiny stickers. I'm so attracted to shiny stickers. Like they're just, they're really cool. And this one's the rescue node, uh, which is a nice sticker as well. This one's from Spectral. I just love the artwork. It's like a, an astronaut with a, a planet behind them. Um, that's a shiny sticker too. I like this one from Phantom. It's just like a little ghost, which is cute. I have no idea who this sticker is. But it's just like such lovely artwork and it's shiny as well, of course. So I'm a sucker, like I said, for shiny stickers. This is Luna Hawk. It's just a hawk. I like that too. Um, here's the Phoenix from Optimism, which is a really nice sticker. I've got a whole bunch more as well, but this is the stuff that I really liked. This is a Pseudo Theos sticker, which I love. Like that's I got two of them, I think. So one's going to go on my laptop and one on my water bottle. This is Op Opalis artwork again. And I've got some rocket pool stickers and like a big rocket pool sticker. And then this was my VIP pass that I, I got. So, yeah, it's nice. So I just showed off some of my swag. Um, and, um, yeah, Denver was really cool. Like, I got a whole suitcase full of swag. There's a lot more stuff. But I just showed you guys the best of it. Oh, and this sticker as well. It says censorship resistant. So that's from Teller. Um yeah, so there was some really nice stuff. People had some nice stickers and t-shirts and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm going to end the episode on that note. So I hope you all have a lovely uh, Wednesday and I will see you all tomorrow. Bye.